Dig deeper into Dash by getting the graphic novel from Northwest Press. Available on Comixology, Amazon, northwestpress.com, or your local comic book shop. We're going to get out of here. Away from your past, away from mine, just you and me. Oh, big dreamer, aren't you? I mean it. I'm going to make it happen. Trust me. I was looking out at the ocean, past the horizon. I don't even know where my mind was. I had no idea what he was about to say. I didn't think he could really ever say that to someone. He asked me to look at him. Dash. Dash? Dash, look at me. I want to tell you something. I turned to him and... Mr. Malone, are you paying attention? But from the haze of my past, I can see crystal clear what I'm face to face with in my present. It was a thing. A thing that used to be human. Wrapped in secrets, damned to its fate and screaming in horror that as if it could make a sound. And what's crazier is they all seem to have this petrified look about them. Like they'd been buried alive and were screaming for help. His name is Impetu. Forgotten son of the last pharaoh of the fifth dynasty. They say he tricked and betrayed the most powerful gods. That's why he was cursed to such an awful fate. And now that I see it again in the light of day, that thing, it looks like Plank. His body, when they found him. Looked like he'd been buried alive and dug up. When you lose someone, you see them everywhere. He's not here. He's gone. Get a hold of yourself, Malone. Start seeing the facts. I come to a painting of two gentlemen, and they're entwined. Their faces touching, holding each other. Two pieces of a whole put together. Kumonatep and Yankuna. Those were their names. I'll call them Ken and Nick. They were together? (laughs) Together. Yes. But their love was much more than an earthly affection. They were true worshippers of Atum. Atum? The most high god of all Egypt. Life devouring death. And death. Conquering life. Those that hold the mark are imbued with great power, a connection to the gods, and rebirth. Rebirth. Dash. Professor Abendigo Shu, charmed to meet you. You are closer to the truth than you realize, Mr. Malone. You got him. Thank you for coming, Mr. Malone. Our time is short, and there is much you must understand. Much. As I told you in your office, there is a man who is haunting me. You're kind of spooking me right now, if that's any consolation. Every second I fight him. Okay, why don't you start by telling me who this guy actually is? He is on his way. 
Great. It'll be a party then. It will be terrible. You're locked up, and the place is full of cops. I don't see what you're worried about. That will mean nothing to him. You want to start giving me specifics here? What I am about to tell you, you will find hard to trust. I don't find anything you say easy to trust. But Mr. Malone, there are many lives at stake. I beg you to take me seriously. Why should I do that? Because the last time you failed to act is the reason the one you love is dead. As night falls on Los Angeles, its residents begin their evening rituals. As they attend to their business and pursue their pleasures, sometimes they think they see something moving in the shadows, something dangerous, something malevolent, something supernatural. And then they have a good laugh at themselves. <laughs> After all, it, it can't be real. Uh, just the eyes playing tricks. There's no such thing as monsters hiding in the dark. But tonight, the City of Angels is about to find out there are such things. William, stop. But Louise... I'm not that kind of girl. I know you're not. It's just that I really need... If you love me, you'll wait. But baby doll... It's not like this is our last night or anything. But what if it is, hmm? Mm. Mm. William? What's that? It's just me necking on you, honey pie. No, not that. Look! What are you yammering about? Oh, where are those voices coming from? That thing, that thing right there. Listening to Dash, The Case of the Mysterious Zeta Makara, Chapter 9 The Mummy. attention now? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Mr. Malone. Plink is dead because of me? If you will allow me I to... found your earring next to his body. Yes. Why don't you start explaining that? If you step out of your grief for a moment, you will spare many the same. Where do you get off, lady? You may doubt me, but I am trying to help you. I'm trying to help many. <laughs> I bet you're a regular saint. Nothing of the kind. I can assure you of that. Uh-huh. When I first came to you, I asked you to retrieve an object that would stop a man from haunting me. Now, if you do not do this, all will be lost. I'm pretty damn lost myself. I beg you, please, listen to what I have to say. Time is not a luxury we have at the moment. Oh, that's right. 
Whoever this jerk is, he's on his way. Yes, he is. Should we ask him to stop by a deli, pick up a couple of sandwiches? Mr. Malone, what I am about to tell you, you will find hard to believe, maybe even hard to hear. But you must trust what I say before it is too late. Then spit it out. To begin with, we must start centuries ago. You gotta be kidding me. I am not. I thought you said we didn't have that much time. Mr. Malone. Why don't you speed it up to last night? Please! I will get to that, but you must let me tell you. Fine. Fine. Get to talking, then. The last pharaoh of Egypt's fifth dynasty was named Unas. It is recorded that he had a daughter, Iput, but no son. Ah, what a shame. No, the shame was he did have a son, and his name was Impetu. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I've heard that name before. Isn't he, he's, he's that mummy thing in the museum. Yes. Yes, it is an incarnation of what he used to be. What did he used to be? In his youth, he was hungry for knowledge and power. He became well-versed in the black arts long before those secrets were written in the Book of the Dead. Ah, uh, I'm sure he knows some killer tricks to pull out at parties. His magic was deadly, yes. To help him achieve his ambitions, he called on the most powerful of all gods, Atum. Atum? He's the guy who gave Ken and Nick the, the prayer, wasn't he? True worshippers of Atum were given many blessings, and Impetu coveted them, but most of all he sought the mark of Atum. The Ouroboros. Yes. You see, Atum was the first god of Egypt, a force self-created from the chaos waters, originally appearing on this earth in the form of a snake eating its own tail, perpetual, renewing, never-ending. On rare occasions, Atum granted the truly deserving the gift of his sigil. Ah, and this mummy fellow wanted it. He yearned for it, but Atum refused Impetu's pleas. And that's when his treacherous prince of Egypt called on and courted the lioness Atum's daughter, Tefnut. Uh, hang on, hang on. He had a daughter? Yes. A daughter named Tefnut and a son named Shu. He masturbated, ate his own semen, and from that spit out his two children. Excuse me? I'm sorry, what is it you do not understand? Ah. Uh. Nothing. Nothing. Never mind. Atom is self-creating, both male and female. Well, there you go. Impetu pleased Tefnut. He pleased her so much that she taught him the art of mind control, telekinesis, and thought projection. Quite a laundry list. She began to have great love for the prince, but he was only after her for her power, and he got it. Hoping Impetu would love her eternally, she etched the sign of the Ouroboros inside his very soul. It granted Impetu enormous power and a life force that would constantly renew. He couldn't die? I didn't say that. He would learn that the mark of the Ouroboros is as much of a curse as it is a blessing. Lousy hunk of junk, I just got it serviced last week. Hey there, bucko. Hey there. You, you mind giving me a hand here? This jalopy I'm driving just broke down. You, uh, you know, look so good there. 
I got this covered. Don't worry, you can just keep on your way. No! Stay away! No! Impecho betrayed the daughter of Atom and scorned her affections. He used his newfound might to gather himself an army and attempted to overthrow his father, the pharaoh Unas. You'd think with all that power, it'd be no problem. Yes, but Impetu's power was of the gods. But he was not a god himself. And for his treachery and betrayal of Tefnut, Atum rose up with Unas and crushed Impetu and his army. Impetu's name was stricken from all records and blotted out on the monuments. He spent centuries lost to time, but not in death. Not in death? Atum thought of a punishment far worse than death. For his many crimes, Impetu was mummified and buried alive. His body would decay, his powers diminish, but inside, the rot that he would become, the mark of the Ouroboros kept him alive. Atum sealed his tomb with a spell so Impetu could not use his power to escape his punishment. He was to be in a stasis of everlasting torment. Since Unas was survived by his only daughter, Iput, the fifth dynasty of Egypt came to an end. And so, as time passed, history left Impetu behind, buried far from his father's ancient resting place in Saqqara. Then, several years ago, archaeologists uncovered Impetu's unholy tomb. When it was opened, Atum's spell was broken. And although Impetu was paralyzed in stasis, he was at last able to use his powers of mind control and thought projection to communicate to the outside world. Okay, so if that mummy is still alive, how come he hasn't just walked out of the museum? The mark of the Ouroboros keeps his life force from passing through to the next world. But to be as he once was, Impetu needs to capture a great number of souls to regenerate from the stasis he's been trapped in. Capture souls? Uh, all right. How would he manage to do that if he's stuck like a mummy? Through a vessel. Under his control, this vessel siphons the souls out of their victims, leaving them lifeless husks as he is. But once the vessel has gathered a thousand souls, it will transfer them to his mummified body, rejuvenating him to full power. I was working at the museum in Cairo when Impetu was found. He took over my mind, my body, invading me to the very core. I am his vessel. You? Only those linked by blood can become a vessel for another, such as Impetu. I come from the house of Unas. I am a descendant of his daughter, Iput. And now, because of this horrifying bond, I have been forced to travel with this mummy as it hides in plain sight, as a museum exhibit taking souls the world over. Who is forcing you? He looks like an artifact. Some disgusting relic of time, but he is a deadly weapon. There are incredibly dangerous people who hope to use him to create a grim new reality. I give you a report. Ready the army. We are about to greet one who has not walked this world for centuries. They are amassing an army for him, awaiting his return. Once he reaches full power, he will use this army to wage war on the earth until all are under his dominion. They watch me everywhere, forcing me to travel the world over with this monster until the time of his impending resurrection. 
Only one thing can break what links the Ouroboros to Empechu, an ancient weapon, one thought lost at the beginning of time, the cherub. In Hebrew, it is the word for sword, the exact sword that was placed in front of the Tree of Life in a place most know as the Garden of Eden. Well, the, the Garden of Eden? I thought we were talking about Egyptian gods here. We are, Mr. Malone. We are. Eden was a very real place. And, as in your Bible stories, there were two trees, the Tree of Knowledge and the Tree of Life. They say a snake tempted a woman to eat of the forbidden fruit of the Tree of Knowledge, and then mankind went to shit. How simplistic and offensive. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The real story of Eden is more tragic. The tree, the tree of knowledge, was devoured. To prevent a similar fate, a sword was carved out of the tree of life, and it guarded Eden from those that would destroy it. Eventually, as all things in this world, it was ravaged. The sword fell into a shroud of mystery, its location known only to a certain few. Since Impetu's return, I and several others have been seeking it, desperately hoping to reach it before Impetu and his ilk could. It had taken great effort, but we had finally tracked it down, only to find a well-known fencer of stolen goods had beaten us to it. He smuggled it back into America, among crates of counterfeit antiques. Counterfeit? Serendipitously, the exhibit of Impetu's mummy was traveling to the same city as the sword was the city of angels, Los Angeles. I made contact with this smuggler who wanted a fortune for the sword. I agreed to all of his demands. Impetu has a powerful control over me. It took all my will to keep what I was doing a secret from those who watched over me. That is when I contacted you, Mr. Malone. I did not want to lose control and have the sword fall into the wrong hands. But you wouldn't take my case, and the smuggler was being courted by other buyers. I had to meet with him. I couldn't let another get a hold of the one thing that could free me from Impetu's thrall. You know who that smuggler was, don't you, Mr. Malone? Why would I know who he is? He's the one whom your heart breaks for. No, you're... He is the one you mourn. It can't be. It is. His name was Johnny Plinkett's. Are you still doing there? Oh, Gumdrop, I'm sorry. Uh, I've lost track of time. Not to worry, man of mine. That's fine. I'm fine. Everything is just fine. You sound like you're being facetious. I sound facetious. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I've only been waiting on the corner outside of the office for an hour, waiting for my boyfriend to pick me up in the car that I loaned him for the day. You know I've had a busy day. Oh, you've had a busy day now, have you? And here, little old me has only spent my day taking care of her brief boss, who's been attacked by a potential client who happens to be a crazy monster lady with terrible taste in jewelry from Egypt. My day has just been one big fudge brownie. You just sit tight, Gumdrop. I'll be down in a jiffy. Oh, no, I'm done waiting on this vacant street by myself. I got a cab waiting for me around the corner, and when I get home, you better be there ready to wine and dine me, Andy Clementine, or the next ride you're taking is right to the morgue. But Gumdrop, you know... I'll be right down my left foot. Oh, what the heck is that? This better not be a migraine going on. Bucko, I'm coming. Ugh, that was weird. So, where to, toots? We're gonna need to make a pit stop first. I got a hankering for fudge brownie all of a sudden. You're insane. What I tell you is all true. That's... that's impossible. Plink swore to me he... If he was smuggling stolen artifacts, I would know about it. I would have known. Sometimes the heart blinds us to what is staring us right in the face. What are you? A fortune cookie? Or sometimes we refuse to see because we refuse to see the truth. What is that supposed to mean? It means... It means, for whatever the reason, I could not prevent his death. Get used to that view, lady. It's the only thing you're going to see for the rest of your life. Mr. Malone, if I could atone for the lies I've taken in any way, I would. But you must believe it is not me who is doing it. I don't believe any of this. The sword was last in Mr. Plinkett's possession. Go through his belongings. When you find it, you will know. Everything I have told you is fact. And if I find it? You must use it to destroy Impetu. It is the only way to stop him. When you encountered me in the museum, he extracted the souls I had been keeping from him. But he did not get all of them. He is on his way now to collect the rest. I cannot keep him at bay any longer. I've carried Mr. Plinkett's soul inside of me. He was calling out for you. You may even have heard him. Dash. He cared for you very deeply. He loved- Don't! Don't! Don't say it. You've already said enough. Mr. Malone, you must. You must. Go to hell. We are almost there. You know, he's more handsome in person than that picture in the paper. 
Why are you always where you're not supposed to be, Abendigo? Just eavesdropping. From the conversation I had with him earlier, I was curious what you were going to tell him. He knows what he needs to know. Ah, but you didn't tell him everything. The detective will be able to discover the rest for himself. He has to. Let's hope so. It is his fate. I can see that now. There is nothing we can do to stop it. His sacrifice will not be in vain. None of ours will be. You know, I can't get you out of this jail cell in a matter of seconds. No, I must see this through myself. And your part in this... I know what my part is. But it's going to be quite boring until then. Maybe I'll head back to the museum and play with the scorpion. Stay away from her, Abendigo. You don't think I can handle her? After what she's done to you? This is no time for retribution. You underestimate our enemy. If you've only seen half of what... Ah! Zita! You need to leave. He is almost here. I make my way out of the cells. My mind is flooded. The memories of what used to be, what I thought was real, never was. I didn't trust him. But I believed everything the guy said because inside the lies... In spite of all the warning signs, there had to be some truth to it. There had to be. I make my way up the stairs and see Officer Sal McGill, my inside on the police force, and I blow past him. Hey, Dash. Where are you going? Hey, Dash! For a year now with Plink, I feel like I never got the whole story. And now, after I finally got it, Will you wait? I still feel like there's a part missing. It's about time I found out what it is. Will you just... I make it to the car, but Sal grabs my arm and tries to hold me back from leaving. Just wait, goddammit! Let go, Sal. Let go. Okay. Okay, there. What did she say? Stay out of it, Sal. I need to do this myself. Stop! You don't have to... Dash! You don't gotta do any of this by yourself! Crazus! Oh shit, Dash. You're being followed. Double Crazus! What Officer Sal McGill doesn't know as he peels out of Central Station, he just saved himself from a gruesome fate. For out of the shadows, we hear the familiar footsteps of a creature who's been stalking the night, one who's taken many lives this evening, 
and as it opens the doors to police headquarters and those unsuspecting officers who serve on the LAPD, it's about to take many more. Dash will return in two weeks, but before that, we have a very special interlude coming your way. Stay tuned. You have been listening to Dash, the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara, starring Peter Zielinski, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shana Massad, Thomas Robert Irvin, Kathy Mostek, Christopher Tolomeo, Lee Jacobs, James Minel, Robert Hibbs, Emma Wagner DeFrange, and Carlos Giga. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Sound designed by Mick Loro. Music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Loro. Produced by Mick Loro and Ed Hill. Executive producers Ed Hill and Andrew Greenwood. Dash created by Dave Ebersole and Delia Gable. Until next time, I'm Jim Diamond. Thank you for listening. <laughs>